He is their God. He leads them like a thing made by some other deity than nature that shapes man better, and they follow him against us brats with no less confidence than boys pursuing summer butterflies or butchers killing flies. William Shakespeare, Coriolanus. Welcome back to Femininity After Dark. I am your host, Keandria Balwus, and tonight we learn to create the charismatic illusion by radiating intensity while remaining detached. Okay, so I am going to jump right into it. This chapter is so long, it took me an extra week to edit everything and come up with an outline for this episode. That's how much I love y'all. So if you haven't already, subscribe, share this with a friend because I'm putting in work for y'all. Like this is like, it's a lot sometimes, but I love it. And I'm really grateful for all of you for listening and subscribing. I can't believe we have reached 57 countries. I got my wrapped back from Spotify and several hundred of you have me in your top 10 podcasts. Thank you so much. That is so amazing. I am so, so grateful for all of you. Like, I can't even believe the success that we have achieved with this podcast. Like, wow. (laughs) I am just mind blown. When I started this, it was on a whim. I just woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I want to start a podcast. And then I just went for it. And I never, ever expected this to be the results, but I am pleasantly surprised and I am grateful. Thank you to everyone who subscribes and listens and shares. And thank you to everybody who's joined our Facebook group, Femininity After Dark, and shared your story, connected with all the beautiful and wonderful dark fems of the world. You guys are all so fucking amazing and I hope you know that. I'm going to keep telling you every single episode how fucking amazing you are because I mean it's true (laughs) period but I am gonna run through everything really quickly because if I go into too much detail this episode we could be sitting here for two hours now I know some of y'all would not mind that and truthfully I wouldn't mind it either but okay I kind of (laughs) would I kind of would I want this information to be digestible And I feel like two hours is a really long time. That's a lot of information. And I want you guys to learn this as quickly as possible. Not rushing anybody, you know, take your time. But I know that most of you listening are like, I want to start seducing somebody now. Like, I want to seduce somebody's fine-ass son, somebody's fine-ass daughter now. So spill the tea. (laughs) So I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible while still getting the information out there. Again, if you haven't, definitely go grab a copy of The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene because he goes into so much detail in his work, which is why it took me an extra week to edit this. Did I mention it took me an extra week to edit this? Because it took me an extra week to edit this. (laughs) 
But no, he really goes into so much detail and it's so amazing. He gives so many amazing examples. So if you haven't already, go get you a copy of The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene because I promise you it's worth it. All right, so what is charisma? Charisma is seduction on a mass level. Charismatics make crowds of people fall in love with them and then lead them along. They are unusual and have this mysterious confidence. They have this strong sense of purpose and a vision and they show leadership qualities. Their mystery is often expressed by contradiction. For example, they might be intimate and distant, much like Sigmund Freud was with his patients. It's important to remember to show these contradictions slowly to avoid being seen as unstable. They can show this saintliness to the world because they live out their ideals without caring about the consequences. They live what they believe. Also, being mild and unassuming can be charming as well. You don't have to be this grand figure and do the most. Being mild and unassuming can be charming in a way that is a lot more sneaky and less less obvious, which is always a good thing. And the reason that being mild and unassuming can be charming is because it's relatable. People love to be around those who remind them of themselves and being relatable really does give you an advantage. So don't think you have to be this over the top person to be charismatic. The charismatic is eloquent and they have this power with words. They are dramatic at times. They have this extra presence and they are self-aware. They command attention without appearing to try too hard. And this causes them to be seen as godlike. Quick example, something that came to mind. There was this performance that Michael Jackson did and he was just standing on the stage. He was frozen in place. He wasn't moving at all. And the fans were going crazy in the audience. They were screaming and crying and fainting. And by the time he finally moved to take his sunglasses off, they were wore the fuck out. That is charisma, okay? They are free. They have this freedom. An example would be sexuality. They're very open and free with their sexuality, much like Prince was, much like Lil' Kim was. And they don't care what people have to say about their uh, freedom of expression when it comes to their sexuality. They, they openly talk about taboo subjects. Another example would be having no fear of death. Now, my example for this is Tupac, because there was this time that Tupac was shot. And so he was told he didn't have to show up to court because he had been in the hospital and he still showed up and like major respect for him because what the fuck? <laughs> like, and no matter how many times he was attacked, no matter, no matter how many times he was shot, he still remained the same. He still showed no fear. He was still speaking up and saying how he felt. And um, I don't know, that that's kind of sexy to me. Like when I was a kid, I had a crush on Tupac. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> um, and it's probably for that reason, you know, like 
wow, he's so strong. He's so empowered. He like, he was like a hero for me growing up. So yeah, love that. They are always passionate about something. Like I was just saying about Tupac, he always, he always talked about making a difference in the community, specifically the black community, making our people better, uh, giving us more power. He was all about black empowerment and bringing awareness to people's struggle. That was his passion and his purpose. They also show vulnerability. He showed vulnerability in his interviews and he would talk about how he struggled with, you know, his feelings and processing his emotions and how hard it was to have like this weight on his shoulders. He felt like he had this responsibility to make the world a better place. They have this need for love and affection that they display openly. My example for vulnerability and elite lead. I was thinking about leadership. That's a message for somebody. Somebody needs to focus more on leadership. Somebody listening is a leader and you need to tap into that. That was for you, okay? But vulnerability, need for love and affection that they openly display. My example for that is Marilyn Monroe. She was very vulnerable. She was very open about uh, loneliness. She was very open about her struggles with needing more love, needing more attention, needing more affection. And that vulnerability made men want to come in and save her and rescue her. So that's my example for that. They have this adventurous spirit. They are unconventional. They do well under pressure and are extremely brave. They show... They show... They show, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just, I started to feel this presence in the room when I talked about Marilyn and it kind of, <laughs> it kind of caught me off guard. My apologies, but they are very magnetic and they have these very intense eyes. They use indirect communication they are poised and have a calm demeanor with this with this intense gaze in their eye. Do you know someone who shows these signs of being a charismatic? Have you ever met someone with charisma? How did that affect you? What did you think of this person? Did they successfully seduce you? Do you have these qualities yourself? Let me know in the chat or in the Facebook group, Femininity After Dark. Charismatic types. There are a lot of charismatic types. So again, I'm just going to kind of run through. Not going to spend too much time on each one. If you want more detailed descriptions, definitely go pick up a copy of The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. Okay, The Miraculous Prophet. My example for this is Nat Turner. The miraculous prophet has visions. They have this unbridled confidence and authority that seems unusual. This unusual amount of confidence and leadership that seems to come naturally 
that seems to come from some place outside of themselves, um, something otherworldly, if you will. Now, Nat Turner said that he had visions and that his God had spoken to him and told him to deliver his people from slavery. And this is what caused him to go on his, uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure what to call it. If you know Nat Turner, then you know what he did. I don't really have to speak on it. Uh, but this is what caused him to revolt. That was the word I was looking for. Yes, uh, this is what caused him to revolt and start this movement with uh, a group of other enslaved people. Now, what's so special about Nat Turner is that his confidence was extraordinary and especially unusual considering that he was a person who was enslaved. He was also said to be very eloquent and have this way with words and he knew how to excite the people and get them to bend to his will and to follow him. Now, I'm sure it was not easy to get these enslaved people who were probably most likely very, very afraid of consequences. I'm sure it was not easy for him to gather these people up and get them to do what he wanted them to do. Well, it could be easy for him because he's a charismatic, but I guess more of what I'm trying to say is that that's a testament to how powerful he was and how powerful charisma can be, is that he was able to take this group of enslaved people and convince them that he could deliver them from this bondage that they were in. He was able to empower them and make them feel something and give them this sense of hope and that's not an easy feat could someone other than him have done the same thing i'm not sure but he had this amazing and incredible amount of confidence that is very unusual for anyone let alone an enslaved person and he showed these signs of leadership that made those groups of people follow him and trust him. And so this is an example of how charisma is seducing on a larger scale. Often when we think about seduction, we think about seducing a single person for lust or love, but the most skilled seducers are able to seduce hundreds, thousands, millions of people. Earlier in this season, we talked about celebrities and I mentioned that your favorite celebrities are your favorite celebrities because they have successfully seduced you. They have made you believe in what they're selling. They have made you believe in their brand and they are their own brand. They make you feel passionate about their personal brand. That's why if you go on Twitter or you go on any social media site, people will be arguing and taking up for their favorite celebrity, even though that celebrity has no idea they exist. And to some of us, this seems silly, but you have to remember that is the power 
of seduction. That is the power of charisma. The authentic animal. The authentic animal uses emotion and passion to get people excited and engaged. They are often spiritual, but highly sexual, and they admit to having these weaknesses. My example for this is Dr. Sebi. So Dr. Sebi was very spiritual. He was a healer, but he often admitted that his weakness was women and sex. And this actually made him more admirable to a lot of people because he could allow himself to be vulnerable. He could be honest with himself about what his weaknesses were. And this made him seem more human and relatable, thus adding to his appeal because his followers suddenly felt like they could identify with him. The demonic performer has a dark side and a secret life. My example for this is Beyonce when she was in her Sasha Fierce era, especially. So Beyonce is very private when it comes to her personal life. And she often shows a dark side on stage, like something else has taken over her and she is able to create this excitement in her fans and in the audience. It's like this presence comes from something mysterious, some mysterious inner source. Also, the demonic performer talks about and shows this freedom. We talked about freedom being something that most charismatics have. They have this sense of freedom because they're so confident in themselves. They don't really care so much about what people have to say. And you can use any social taboo and put that into your art, put that into your work, and people are going to really gravitate toward it because inside that's who they really want to be, but they might not have the courage to show that fully. And so they can experience that and they can live through you by listening to your work or watching your work or whatever the case may be. So that's a tip for anybody. Uh, you can definitely put social taboos into your artwork. And even if there's a person who's offended, even if there's a person who doesn't like what you have to say, guess what? They're still going to listen because for some reason, people just love to be excited whether that's being excited in a positive way and agreeing and feeling empowered by what they're listening to or being excited by being angry. Most people just want to feel something. Let's be honest, okay? Then we have the Savior. So with the Savior, Robert Greene says that looks and personality... Uh, I'm sorry. He says that looks don't matter so much as personality. It's more about having personality and confidence, purpose. So my example for this would be Jesus. Even more than Jesus, I would say the Apostle Paul, because the Apostle Paul was often criticized for his appearance. He was very humble and modest in the way that he would dress. He would present himself before the people and he didn't have this, this 
elaborate costume on. He was just wearing something very simple. Uh, he appeared to be the common man, and he was often criticized for this, but other people really loved this about him because they felt like what he was preaching to them was attainable. They could relate to him. He wasn't this grand figure that they had to uh, live up to these expectations that they probably wouldn't have been confident enough to believe they could. He he represented the common man and this made people more comfortable listening to him and following his teachings after Jesus' death and resurrection. So my example for that on second thought is the Apostle Paul, the guru. My example for this, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I'm actually glad that I switched my example to the Apostle Paul because having Jesus as an example twice is probably a little, <laughs> a little too much, okay? Uh, people might think I'm a Christian or something. <laughs> The guru, my example is Jesus. So the guru appears to be born with this special quality. And an example of that was the story in the Bible where this woman had so much faith in the healing powers of Jesus and how special he was that she felt that if she touched the hem of his the hem of his clothing, she would be healed. And because she had that strong belief, she actually was healed. That is the power of the guru. They, they make you believe in their divinity because they are aware of the divinity that lives within them first and foremost. And they just, they exhibit those qualities the drama saint, they use drama and religion, and they are often philanthropists. They are very passionate about giving back to the world. My example of this would be Michael Jackson. He was always giving to charities. He was always seen in a hospital with children and just all over the world, making the world a better place with his campaigns and his nonprofit organizations. Now, the drama saint, according to Robert Greene, they make sure that when they're doing charity, they have a crowd present and they're really making uh, an impact by showing people what they're doing. Now, there were a lot of times that Michael gave money to a charity without there being cameras present. So in no way am I saying that what he was doing was all for, for show because he genuinely wanted to make the world a better place. There were a lot of times that he would give to charity anonymously. There were a lot of times he gave money and we didn't see it. But we also have to acknowledge that having the cameras present sometime did add to his image and it did give him good publicity. That's not taking away from who he was as a person and him genuinely wanting to make the world better, but we do have to admit that that was really good publicity for him. So he is my example for the drama saint. 
Really quick, I wanted to remind everyone that I am doing business promo. If you would like me to mention your business on my podcast, make sure to shoot me a message or make a post in Femininity After Dark Facebook group and I will give you all the details there. Just wanted to give you that quick reminder because I want us all to eat. I want us all to do well. And since my numbers are rising every single week, I feel like, hey, we might as well, we might as well share in this success together because my podcast is successful due to you listening. So we might as well all benefit from this. Okay, the deliverer. My example for this, also Robert Greene's example, which I loved, uh, Malcolm X, passionate and a personal example of personal redemption. I said personal twice. <laughs> An example of personal redemption. I feel like I said personal twice for a reason, though. Like, that just emphasizes how relatable a person kind of sort of has to be sometimes in order to be charismatic and how how helpful that can be how beneficial that can be to be relatable and to be this like inspiration even if somebody can't relate to you on a personal level hearing your story and seeing everything that you've come through come out of and overcome they'll be able to think about something that they've overcome and even though it might not match what you've been through and so they can't relate in that sense they'll still be able to see something of themselves within you okay so they are an example of personal redemption i would assume that everybody knows malcolm x's story but i'm going to give a quick rundown malcolm x was a criminal he got into a lot of trouble in his young day before he joined the nation of islam and he was completely turned around and delivered from that way of life and that was a source of inspiration for a lot of his followers so that's what we're referencing when we say an example of personal redemption someone showing this Someone being able to provide this sense of hope and inspiration is really, really powerful. Oftentimes, we're really hard on ourselves, and we might at times be thinking about giving up. Like, I know for me, when I was starting my healing journey, there were times where I wanted to give up because I felt like as much progress as I was making, it didn't feel like it was making a difference in my life. But reading Malcolm X's autobiography and seeing everything or reading about everything that he, he was able to overcome really helped me to push through. And so even to this day, I read Malcolm X's autobiography every single year in May because his birthday is May 19th. So that's something I like to do to keep myself to keep myself inspired, to keep myself motivated. Malcolm X is another one of my heroes. I just love everything that he stood for and he was just so, so amazing. 
Okay, charisma is seen in gestures, heard in the tone of voice, and the deliverer feels more deeply than other people, and they say what other people are afraid to say. Malcolm X was very, very intense. If you ever go and listen to one of his speeches, he had this really powerful way of expressing himself and how he felt, and he was saying what most black people wanted to say at that time but were too afraid to say and here we go back to that not having or not showing fear there's something so admirable and heroic about that that is a leader someone who just takes control of the situation and doesn't allow the situation to control them make no mistake about it he knew he was in danger he knew that there was a chance he might not get to go home to his wife and to his children but he took that risk and for that reason he will always be a hero in my eyes and in the eyes of a lot of people around the world all right so we have covered all of the charismatic types that Robert Greene talks about. There was one more, I believe, but it I didn't include it because it just didn't seem like it was it just didn't seem like it was necessary for this episode. But if you are curious, again, go get the book. Now we're gonna move on to dangers of being charismatic. And this is just a really quick rundown, so I'm not gonna make a separate segment for this, but okay. Dangers. There is a danger of people being intimidated by you, people being jealous of you. And if you are not able to back up your words with action and people find out about that, like if you show this if you put on this persona of like i'm bad as fuck and i'm like i'm tough and and everything like that but then you actually turn out to be weak and scary then that could really make your followers angry and they could turn against you so make sure you are practicing what you preach that goes back to Live what you believe. That is very important if you're going to be seducing people on a mass level. You have to be truthful. You can't, you can't fake. <laughs> you can't fake what you believe. You might have to fake confidence some days and put that fear to the side and not show it to your followers, but you definitely have to be honest about your purpose and what you're passionate about. Because if people find out that you were bullshitting them the entire time, they're gonna be really fucking angry and they're gonna turn on you and you do not want that, okay? Another danger is people might try to take you out. If you say something that a person doesn't agree with, especially if it's political, they get really fucking angry about that type of shit. So definitely have your protection up. Definitely have people around you who are looking out for you, people that you can trust. Definitely use your discernment. If you're going to choose this seducer type, if you're going to choose this style of seduction, definitely keep your eyes open, stay aware, because there are people who will be so intimidated by your presence that they'll try to 
eliminate you. So keep that in mind. Symbol, the lamp. Invisible to the eye, a current flowing through a wire in a glass vessel generates a heat that turns into candescence. All we see is the glow. In the prevailing darkness, the lamp lights the way. Thank you so much for listening in on this episode. I appreciate each and every one of you. I can't even express how much I appreciate you and how grateful I am that all of you are supporting me. I really, really appreciate it. I look forward to all of your comments and all of your messages, letting me know how episodes have taught you something about yourself and sharing a little bit about your story with me. I feel so honored that you feel comfortable enough sharing a piece of yourself with me. And what we're doing here is just so special and I feel so good about it. No matter what's going on in my life, I push through with these episodes and post them because your support and the kind words that I receive, they keep me going, they keep me motivated because I realized that this podcast is so much more than I thought it would be in the beginning. I'm making so much more of an impact than I imagined I would. And I just, I'm just overwhelmed with amazing feelings and so much gratitude. So thank you all so much for your support. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. I still can't believe we have been listened to in 57 countries. That is wild. So thank y'all so, so much. I will talk to you again next week.